It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, the, the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. And it's hour number two. It's noon here at the Haystack of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network here on a Friday. Mike Guido, Evan Mazza, my producer, our Big J journalist, Matt Catarizzolo, here in hour number two on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We apologize for our technical difficulties. Sometimes our computers and our internet connection, I, I don't know, it probably issues that people that are smarter than me can answer, but I personally cannot, but we apologize for us going off for a little bit, but we are back. Um, I think that Dak Prescott, and I, and I don't remember us talking about a contract dispute this much, but Dak Prescott's contract dispute might be the most interesting in football, and it might be the most interesting in football that we've had in a while. Uh, we haven't talked about a single player's contract this much in a while. I really don't think we have. You know, usually we don't debate whether a franchise quarterback should get paid or not, but this time we are because it's Dak. People are unsure of it, right? I hear so many excuses to why Dak shouldn't get paid. This one is the most common, and it's personally my favorite. <laughs> it really is. This one's my favorite. And I honestly, and it's so funny because Connor Rogers, who we just had on when we were talking about Dak, didn't bring this up really. He needs Zeke. He needs that offensive line. He needs receivers. He needs a great system. He can't win on his own. That makes me laugh and then bury my face into my hand. But he did kind and of, shake my head. He did kind of say that, though. He said that he said Dak isn't in the top echelon of quarterbacks who he feels could carry a football team. He needs pieces around him. Like he's in that mid-tier 15 to 17 range. And he also said Zeke was the main cog in the offense. He did say that Zeke was the main cog in the Which offense. Which is true. He, that is true. But he, did, he didn't go out and say that Dak relied on other pieces. He just said he doesn't know if he's a guy that can lead your football team to winning games. Okay. So here's my deal. So you're saying that you shouldn't pay a quarterback unless he can win without a solid running game, talented wide receivers, a good offensive line, and good coaching. Guys, who can? Who can? Every quarterback... Or I'll even say this. Every quarterback, top-tier quarterback, has a variation of those things. Maybe not all of them, but they have some. So, let's just take a look. Tom Brady, he's got all of them. And we're talking about running game, wide receivers, offensive line, and good coaching. Brady... All of them. Drew Brees. All of them. Russell Wilson. He's got a good running game. Great coaching. Patrick Mahomes. All of them. 
Jared Goff, all of them. Andrew Luck, all of them. Matt Ryan, all of them. Carson Wentz, all of them. Big Ben, all of them. Aaron Rodgers, good offensive line, good running game. On top of that, he's got a number one receiver. Do we realize that all of the quarterbacks that we compared Dak to in order to prove that Dak shouldn't be paid all have help? I'm not saying Dak is better than these guys, or honestly, any of them. I'm not saying that he's better than any of the quarterbacks I just named. But you're nitpicking at things by saying he's reliant on his surroundings. It's, every, it's very hard for quarterbacks to succeed without help. Very little actually do. Very little. Look at all of these top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL. Brady, best offensive line coach who's got a great offensive line. Great running game. He's got receivers. He's got the best coach in NFL history. Why do you think he wins Super Bowls? He's he's put in the best situation to win. Drew Brees, same thing. Patrick Mahomes, Big Ben, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. I mean, all of these guys. Russell Wilson has a variation of them. Andrew Luck has it all, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a variation of it. All of these top-tier quarterbacks have a variation of all of these different things. Baker and some of them don't win in the... Some of them haven't won as much in the last three years than Dak has. Baker Mayfield is going to year two as an NFL quarterback. He's probably got the best set of playmakers than running maybe, game. Maybe any other. Maybe running maybe game. Other you can make. You can, you right. can argue. He's got the best running game, wide receivers, and very possibly coaching because Freddie Kitchens made that offense a lot better once he took over. And a solid and a real solid young tight end, David Njoku. Da- right. The offensive line needs a little bit of work, but it isn't a bad offensive line. He needs he needs tackles. He's the interior's pretty okay. He needs tackles. But you see what I'm going at here? When the quarterbacks who it's interesting when the quarterbacks who are, who are looked at as top tier, or say actually a Sam Darnold. Darnold is a quarterback who is who is looked at as a guy who can carry a team on his back by himself. He's, he is, I mean, he was, people said he was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah. He's kind of looked at as one of those quarterbacks who, who, can, who could carry a team on his back, right? Yeah, right. With, with less talent. Yet, now that he's got weapons, everyone said, well, he's got these weapons now. He's going to be great. It, it all, it all folds, but it, so it all goes together. Like, it all goes together. I think it's, Even I think a, it's Sam, nuts. You know, Sam Darnold needs talent. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck for years, a lot of people say, well, Andrew Luck, doesn't have an offensive line. He did this and this. He did this with with not right. But when, and he but gets weapons now. And everyone's like, oh, he's got weapons now. But okay. see, that's that's my that's whole point. Is we can look at Dak and Dak. Do, and then we say he needs people weapons. need to people need to admit. Okay. Receivers. Dak doesn't pass the eye test. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the best legs. He's got good legs, but he doesn't have the best legs. Sometimes he doesn't make the best decisions. You're right. He doesn't pass the. Sexy eye test. But let's be real here. He's got a great offensive line. He had a great running back. 
until the second half of last year, he didn't have any wide receivers, and he's got one of the worst coaches in football, and he's won the division two out of three years. I, I, look, I could say all I want about how, about any of this stuff, but that's why Dak deserves to get paid, is for all the excuses that we're talking about with Dak, it's the exact opposite when we're talking about every other quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks like Donald and Luck and the Brady. They, I mean, look at Tom Brady last year. Tom Brady last year at the beginning of the season, before the beginning of the Brady season, Brady is year surrounded was, with talent. But before the beginning of the season, we for for years, it's well, Tom Brady can carry anybody, can do any, can can make any receiver look good. Like I hate the quarterback makes receiver, receiver makes quarterback thing that I see get thrown around a lot. There I hate need, that. There needs to be a there relationship. Needs, yeah, there needs to be a connection. I, you know, there, it's always for some reasons always for certain certain quarterbacks, it's the one thing. For certain receivers, it's another thing. Which is why for your Baltimore, which is why for your Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown should spend every single minute together. Well, Lamar, every well, single minute. Hollywood Brown, unfortunately, is battling injuries, so he needs to. He needs, he needs to unfortunately. Get, uh, he needs to get healthy right now. Still and get on the practice. Still, field. but I hear you. But you know, but when Tom, a quarterback, but Tom Brady is looked at as well. He does. He can make anybody look good. He can. He can make anything. Right. You know, he can make any receiver look good, right? But the beginning of the season last year, what was the topic? Well, Tom Brady needs weapons. Tom Brady needs receivers. He doesn't have any blame. Well, he's like, he doesn't have any blame. Of course he's struggling. And then you just think to yourself, well, I thought, I always think, well, he, I thought he didn't need anybody. I thought he could make me and you look like number one receivers. Right. Me, you, and Matt exactly. look like number one receivers. Exactly. And I don't it buy just, that. It's, it's, it's a, it doesn't matter what kind of quarterback you have. You could have a Hall of Famer, a good one, or a bad one. It's all, it all connects. And that's, that's why it was so smart for the Cowboys last year to go out and get Amari Cooper. Now, we could argue if it was a smart move to, get a first, to trade a first-round pick for him, but Amari Cooper made it worth it and made it a smart move because he played so, so well last year right. down the stretch. Agreed. Look, he's 32-16 and 16 in three years. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He plays in an extremely tough division. The NFC East is a very, very good division. Okay, the Eagles are good. The Redskins have qualities of a good team. The Giants, the most, most of the time are good. It's really only the past couple of years where they've been mediocre. Uh, guys, it's very easy with this. We nitpick at every single thing that a quarterback does. Every single thing. But I've never seen it to the extent at which we nitpick with Dak Prescott. And he's going to get paid, and he deserves to be paid. All right. Coming up next, I told you we got a jam-packed show today. Ryan Pavich of Pinstripe Alley, the a writer for SB Nation, is coming on at 12.30. We're going to talk a lot about the Yankees. There's a lot of new stuff breaking. He's going to have a weekly spot for us. So Ryan Pavich, Pinstripe Alley, that's coming up next on the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, Haystack, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike, he's Evan, he's Matt. It's good to have you in. Uh, Friends is a top five show of all time, and we just got confirmation. We literally just got confirmation. That, that, that very kind woman from Cafe Rays just gave us a, a very good uh, reason why shows is... So are you turned now? Fr- no, of course not, I'm not turned. I, I Listen, I mean... I don't think it's is a it great turned or is it turnt? It's not great. All right, there, John Gruden. For John, I was just gonna turnt, say for John Gruden, it's turnt. turnt. But 
No, Friends is not a bad show, but it's not a good show either. Oh my I god! Say it's, it's a painfully You're terrible. Ad, it's a painfully mediocre That's show. That's so ridiculous. Listen, in terms of like impact, yeah, it's it's one of the most like important. It's such shows a ever. good show. It's hilarious, Matt. It is like listen. It's it has its moments. Now, are you just into like v- incredibly like vulgar humor? Like, is that no, like? No, no. I just don't think it's that funny. I listen. I don't oh. think any. Listen, I, I will say. I think. Listen, if if you watch that show and you don't say that Chandler is the funniest character, then you're like. You're Chandler lying. is the funniest character. Okay, I'm, I'm saying, but there are other people that's like, I like Joey. I like Ross. Like, no, you're wrong for liking them. Like, you're incorrect. For <laughs> you your can opinion. like them and not think that they're the funniest. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you All can't. right, whatever. Matt, favorite anime. Ah, uh, God, we're really talking about anime here. I like Samurai Champloo. Never heard of that one. Samurai Champloo is my favorite. But Never heard of that one. I got you to. saw me with the Bebop shirt the other day. Bebop's and uh, Bebop's up there. Oh, oh, my Death God. Note's a good one too. Wow. What about you, Ev? What's your cup of tea? My Hero Academia is right right now. My Hero Academia is my. I started my that God. and it's never finished gosh. it. Oh, it's so good. Same thing. Same thing it's with Attack. So same good. thing with Attack on Titan. I never finished that either. My, right, right now, my favorite anime right now is My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted. That, show, get, is, that I, show is incredible. I gotta get back into it. I gotta like. I don't know. I feel like uh, I get very impatient with with animes, and I never like. You know, I never have the willpower to really blast through any of them. All right, so we have a guest on the line who, by if he's a smart man, probably hung up by now. Uh, Ryan Pavich, Pinstripe Alley, the Yankees affiliate for SB Nation, joins us now. Ryan, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. All right, first question. Do you like Friends or no? <laughs> uh, it's all right. Thank you. It's just all right. It's just all right. Oh, my God. You guys are all crazy. It's just all right. You guys are all, all right. crazy. It's a top five show of all time. According to who? Me. Damn it. <laughs> no, I can name five sitcoms that are better. No, you cannot. I can. All right, we'll do it later then. Okay. There's, okay. Our, there's our game. Sitcom, there's our sitcom there's our rankings game. coming later. Fine. All right, uh, Ryan, the Yankees lost 19-5 to yesterday at Yankee Stadium to the Indians. Are you concerned? Um, I'm definitely concerned a little bit. Um, they deployed their opener, Chad Green, against the Indians. First time in a while, they really tested it against a playoff opponent, and it just did not go well. Um, I'd like to think, though, that in an actual playoff game, uh, Chad Green would have gotten out of that game a lot sooner than Aaron Boone went for him. If it looks like it's going to be that shaky in the first inning, like they did in the wild card a couple of years ago or in the ALDS prior, I think they would have gotten the hook. It also, I mean, it also didn't help that Luizaga hasn't pitched since what, like May eighth or something like that. Right. He hasn't yeah, pitched he had in a gotten, while. He had gotten some rehab assignment prior to that, but and he looked yeah, good in those rehab assignments. All right, so how do you? Uh, I'll ask you this, Ryan. How do you feel about the opener in general? They use it every week. It's part of their rotation where they use Chad Green as the opener. They pull him after an inning. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think of the opener? I don't love it, but it's sort of a symptom of what the Yankees have created with their rotation. They just don't have uh, the depth at the moment to be able to confidently put out five starters. And so they have gone to their strength, which is their bullpen, and tried to shift one of their pieces that 
wasn't having a good year in green. And to his credit, he's been very successful in the role prior to yesterday. Um, I think you're due for a blip every now and again, and it definitely came about last night. But I think overall it's been fairly effective. All right, so Glaber Torres, uh, he's been one of the hotter Yankees as of late. I would say primarily because they've spent a little bit of time recently playing the Orioles. Uh, He's got 13 homers against the Orioles this year. That's half of his home run total. Uh, And I've had people say to me, listen, if you take away, and let's try to be subjective here, but if you take away the Baltimore Orioles, Glaber Torres' numbers take a decent dip. Are you... does that matter? What does that mean to you? Um, not too much. I mean, when you hit like Barry Bonds against one team and you take out that sample size, yeah, your, your stats are going to take a dip. And he's been that good against them. But, uh, no, overall, Glaber's numbers, even outside of the Orioles games, have been fairly respectable. And overall, he's on pace to have another all-star type season. He got the nod, and he's all right, so let's talk a little bit about Aaron Judge because uh, there were uh, some confirmed sources, uh, some verified sources yesterday at the Yankee game uh, were saying that they were hearing some boos for Aaron Judge in the crowd, and uh, I would assume that it's just because what we've seen from Aaron Judge this year is not what we expected, right? There was the injuries and and all of that stuff, 257, 12 homers, 32 RBIs. He isn't driving the ball out of the ballpark at the rate that we thought that he would. Um, what, do you, what do you make of this? Do you think it's injuries? Do you think he's just having a down year? Do, what is it with Aaron Judge? Yeah, I think it's the aftermath of injuries. I think the Yankees have come out and said that they find him healthy. They think he's just in the mirrors of his slump right now, and... The numbers definitely point towards that. He came out of the gate pretty hot when he came back from the injury list. And right now, it's just the total opposite of that. I mean, he's clearly bogged down from it. But when he was coming back from that oblique injury, uh, Carlos Beltran, who had the injury prior, mentioned that it's the type of injury that you just don't recover from in a season. And by that, he meant that you can come back in time. He came back within a month or two. Um, but the injury will sap your power, and you won't be able to play at 100% until you get an offseason to recover, and I think we're seeing the effects of that. Right. So his on-base percentage right now is still a very good number. It's 382. Uh, Aaron Boone said yesterday that he hasn't even considered dropping Aaron Judge in the lineup. Uh, if you're Aaron Boone, you're managing this Yankee team, are you dropping Aaron Judge in the batting order? No, because I think that lineup is deep no matter which way you line it up and you want to instill confidence in your guys. You know, Aaron Judge, regardless of whether he's got the power numbers or not right now, he is still getting on base at a high percentage and he does instill confidence in your lineup if you got him in the top half of the lineup. See, I feel, and I've seen this said a bunch of different times, Yankee fans booing Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium is the exact reason why people among baseball absolutely despise Yankee fans. It's for that exact reason. How? Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me this right now, and, and please be honest with me about this. How ridiculous is Yankee fans booing Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium? How ridiculous is that? 
it's definitely getting caught up in the moment. I mean, it, you see it no matter who the player is. No one's above it as far as the fans' opinion, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. But, yeah, it, it's yeah, you should have a little more faith in guys like I, that. I feel like... I feel like on the Yankees, there are, like, a couple that you just don't do that to, and that's Aaron. Judge is one of them, DD is another one, probably Glaber, and I'd say maybe CeCe. Yeah. So those are probably the four that's, like, untouchable. Like, there are definitely ones without that— Without a doubt. Without, a, do, without no. a doubt, you do not boo those four players. I Like, listen, you, they, they, they can boo— Like, I'd have no problem with them booing Stanton. They could boo Gary. They could boo— I mean, I, I I don't know, like really at Hap, like Paxton, they could boo anyone really that. Is Urshela now one of the guys you don't boo? Mm, yeah, no, I don't I don't think you boo Urshela. DJ Lemayhew, you don't boo him. Absolutely Go not. Go on. He doesn't really give you a reason to boo him either. You clap if you, you clap if he strikes out. All right, where do you think? Uh, since we brought up DJ Lemayhew, I'll go here, Ryan. Uh, talking to Ryan Pavich of Pinstripe Alley for SB Nation. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, where does he stand in the American League as far as the MVP race? I know Mike Trout's with a clear front runner, but is DJ LeMahieu really making a name for himself in the American League? Yeah, Mike Trout's definitely uh, the de facto MVP in everyone's mind. Um, I think LeMahieu has definitely been the MVP of this team this year. I don't think he will get like a top replacement like fans probably have been expecting of that. I really? Think when you look at when you look at numbers, and it's becoming more of a numbers race than it is. People like to argue well value to a team versus whatnot. Um, when you when you look at the numbers, baseball is a value game no matter what team you're on, and there are guys who are ahead of him. That's not to say that he isn't having a fantastic year. He might end up in the top five still, maybe just outside of it. But I think when you look at besides Trout, you even have guys like. The Red Sox's Rafael Davis, who are just having insanely productive offensive years. Yeah, it's on base percentage is almost four hundred right now. DJ, yeah, three eighty-seven. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, Ryan, I just have I have another question. So I like I meant to mention this before we switched off Judge, but do you think his slump has anything to do with uh, the I want to say controversial kind of strike zone that he's being kind of like I want to say subjected to, but. The questionable calls, you know, the, the... Balls below the knees. The balls below the knees, you know, calling strikes at his ankles. Like, do you think that has anything to do with why he's struggling right now? Um, I'd definitely argue that it's affected, if not just his pump, but his entire career. I mean, he's got one of the most unique strike zones because of his body type. Uh, umpires just haven't been able to officiate him correctly. He gets more calls down below his knees than anyone else in the league. Right. Um, and judges, judges the type of hitter to work the count. I mean, he consistently works towards the three-two count more often than any other Yankee hitter I've seen. Right. And sometimes he pays for that himself because he sees a ball that, in his eyes, is a ball and probably is. But the umpire isn't going to call that consistently on him. I've, I've I've likened it to like um, I feel like officiating. Aaron Judge in baseball is kind of like officiating James Harden in basketball. You got to do it very carefully. Yeah. It's, you got to do it very carefully. It's pro- they, yeah. probably the most difficult individuals to officiate in their right. respective sports just because right. of how unique they, like, they're in their, their Yeah, the position. You know that, right, exactly. Kind of like that. So uh, let me ask you this, Ryan, because uh, I want to get into some of the injuries, and, and I want to know if you've got any – 
you know, anything new on these guys. It, it, we're all concerned about starting pitching, obviously, so we'll start with Luis Severino. What's the word on him? Where is he right now? Yeah, he's thrown several bullpen sessions since uh, the past week has gone by. Um, he's gearing up towards facing live batting, and if all goes well, he could be on rehab assignment in the next week or two. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Next need, week or need, two. need him now more than ever. Really. Yeah, seriously. All right, what about Dellen Batances? What can you tell us about him? Uh, similar timeline. He's also thrown several bullpens, uh, most recently just a day or two ago. And, uh, you know, probably along the same line as Severino. He's not facing any pain in his arm now, so he should be on track to face live pitching and similarly be on track for September. Who do you have more faith in to have a bigger impact down the stretch between those two guys? Well, if they both are on track to get healthy, uh, Severino is definitely the bigger impact. Just because, I mean, if, and I don't believe they'd be able to do it, but in the off chance that they could get Severino stretched out for the playoffs, that would just be a massive get. But even if they can't do that, and Severino is only able to give you two or three innings in an outing. That significantly improves the Yankees' use of the opener that we were talking about before. It gives them a much stronger uh, bridge towards the top arms of the bullpen and makes it a much more viable method in the playoffs. Uh, Patances, on the other hand, um, definitely another weapon, another top half bullpen arm, but he's also shown some volatility in his career, and I you just don't know what you're going to get in a month. So, just that much time left in the season. Right. So I'm going to ask you about this guy because I think uh, he doesn't get talked about a lot, but when he came up as a Yankee, I remember you wrote a feature on him a couple of years ago vying for him to get called up and put into the rotation, and it looks like they listened to you because they did it and he looked pretty good. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, he doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, can't, when he... He's had a good MLB career, right? Career ERA, 3.84 ERA, uh, 3.62 in six starts uh, in the last time we saw him uh, in 2018. My guess is that he isn't coming back anytime soon, but could you tell me anything different? Yeah, the Yankees haven't ruled him out yet, which is encouraging for Montgomery, but I wouldn't read too much into it. He hasn't pitched in well over a year at this point, and hasn't faced a rehab assignment yet. It's looking more or less like the Yankees want to just rule him out, wait for 2020, get him back into a full season. But considering their depth concerns, they just can't rule him out entirely yet. Right. All right, so here's the big guy. Anything new on Giancarlo Stanton that would make us optimistic? Uh, nothing to report yet, no. He's... Still working on getting into baseball shape. He's starting activities. Uh, no word on a rehab assignment yet. Wow. God, he's just so – and the, you're, I asked you this last week, too. Your stance has not changed. You don't think that we can get Stanton back this year. You're not confident in that, are you? Not as an everyday outfielder. They might be able to work him into a DH situation depending on – whether Encarnacion gets back in time, but, um, yeah, I just don't know how that plays out in the outfield. See, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. 
We haven't had Stan all all year. We still have one of the best offenses in the league, but so let's let's play this game, Ryan. Before I let you go, because I want to ask you this question. Let's just say for a second that Stanton comes back. He gets in a game shape. He's Giancarlo Stanton before the postseason starts. Who loses their job? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, you probably have to look at it between uh, guys like Cameron Maven or Mike Kaufman. Those guys have massively produced for them, but they are the lower end of the outfield depth. Um, I, I couldn't see it going any other way, but that's just a, that's a difficult decision. What about Brett Gardner? Uh, I don't think the Yankees would go that way. Uh, I think he's just had a better presence on the roster for too long so to cut him before the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it is it is a really good problem to have, right? If you have to choose between Cameron Mabin, who has had a fantastic year, and then Mike Talkman, who's been phenomenal this year as well, that's a pretty good pro- uh, problem to have. All right. Ryan Pavich, Pinstripe Alley, SB Nation affiliate. Uh, thanks for coming on, Ryan. We'll see you again. All right. Thank you, guys. Ryan Pavich, Pinstripe Alley. Always good, brings us some good stuff, especially on the Yankees. Uh, all right, so let's go to the news. Our Big J journalist, Matt Catarizzolo, also a friends hater, with the news here on a Friday. Just a realist. Dude, you're not a realist. I am a realist. You're a Looney Tune. You're... There's no way that you can't like friends, my dude. That's Matt, odd. I love you, man. That's but odd because, like... I can. I exist. All right, right now, so right now. Like... Top five sitcom. Top five sitcoms, Mac. Yeah, go. Go for it. Okay. You need to give me time to think. I, I don't care. Be for later. You're, you, look, you're five. bold enough to say that Friends isn't top five. Then name those five. All right, fine. I'll, I'll go. I'll say The Office. Okay. I'll say Parks no. and Rec. The Parks and Rec is better than Friends. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It, it, it's, it ran for shorter. No, I think they both ran for what? Okay, Friends went for nine. I think Parks and Rec went for seven. I'm still going to say Parks and Rec. I'm going to say Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my God. Curb Your Enthusiasm is just better. Come on. With Larry David? Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm Come is just on, better. Come on, dude. I'm not even a big Seinfeld fan, but I'll say it's better than Friends. Oh! And... Hmm. Okay, you ready? You ready? Fifth one. Bold. Fifth, no, 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 no. We're just going for sitcoms. Okay, scratch, scratch, uh... What's it called? Scratch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ready? I'll put the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air... And, you ready? Are you ready for this? You're not, okay? The King of Queens. You are on drugs. King of Queens is Mike, so, so good. Bad. So King, Mike, King your turn. Is so much better. King of Queens, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Parks and Rec, The Parks Office. And, and is, that only, is that only four? No, you said you said The Office, Parks and Rec, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, King of Queens. King of Queens. Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. All right, so, so here's what I'll go with. Friends, The Office. Okay. Seinfeld, without a doubt. Okay. Definitely Seinfeld. I will say... <sighs> You're going to say Two and a Half Men, aren't you? You seem like a Two and a Half Men. No. You seem like no, a... No, 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 okay. no, no, Mike, no. not Two and a Half Men. Mike seems like a Two and a Half Men. Not Two and a Half Men. You seem like a Two and a Half Men. You seem like a Two and a Half Men. Not Two and a Half Men. No, 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 no. No. I will oh. say... Oh, everybody loves Raymond. I was just going to say that. Everybody we're, loves we're Raymond. Really, we okay. really left that a and gem not saying You guys are both going to think I'm crazy, but I think it's without a doubt top five because of its popularity. Big Bang Theory. I actually like Big without Bang Theory. Without question. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Big Bang Theory. I would put that at maybe like my sixth. 
So I okay. So Friends, The Office, Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Big Bang Theory. Those are the top five. All right. But Friends is like number one or number two. Like the two best. The two best. And is The Office even considered a sitcom? Yeah, it's yeah. Situ- it's situational comedy. That's all right. Yeah. All right. So so okay. But it's, it, the it Office. The only show that I would even consider that would maybe be better than Friends is The Office. That's it. That's it. That's it. The Friends and uh, I'm sorry, Friends and The Office. Those are the two best. Uh, sh- I-, I wouldn't say shows, but they are the two best sitcoms ever. Not even close. Seinfeld's not close. Big Bang Theory's not close. King of Queens is not even relatively close. Parks and Rec and Curb Your Enthusiasm are not even a little close. I like Everybody Loves Raymond, but that's not close. All right, what's the news, Matt? We can talk about this all day. Yeah, let's get back to more relevant stuff. So, I mean, we're, we're on an injury train today. Let's just keep it going. DeMarcus Cousins tore his ACL. This is according to Sham Sharina from The Athletic. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins reportedly tore his ACL in practice yesterday. And uh, surgery is on the timetable right now. So uh, this is all right. So he's had three major injuries in less than a year. It's Fe- crazy. February of 2018, ruptured his Achilles. April of 2019, torn left quad, and then now August of 2019, a torn ACL. Came back from the. Let me say too. this, Demarcus Cousins, and, and you guys might both think I'm a little wacky on this one. Demarcus Cousins getting hurt again. I think says a lot more about the Golden State Warriors than it does about Boogie Cousins. Because uh, we all know that Boogie Cousins was a, uh, or I shouldn't say was, is an injury-prone player. He's had a bunch of major injuries. But Kevin Durant didn't go back to the Warriors, and I, I, I feel like I know this as a fact, because he didn't trust the medical staff when he had his Achilles injury. DeMarcus Cousins, don't you... He played 30 games last year. Don't you feel like they kind of rushed him back and they tried to get him into the game when he shouldn't have played? And he played during the That says a lot about the Warriors' medical staff, does it not? He tore his quad and then came back and played for the postseason. I I mean, that's... If you tear a quad, you're out for a season and a half. I mean, these are not... I mean, Boogie Cousins' career... the, in the last year, Matt, what were those injuries? So he tore his ACL. February of 2018, he ruptured his Achilles. Uh, April was the quad, and then August was the ACL. That's like five years worth of Recovery. time out. Yeah, that's... And he's uh, he suffered all those in a year. He shouldn't have even had the opportunity to suffer all of those. Yeah. That says... I, I don't know. Am I crazy for saying it? I, no, no, that no, says no, a no. lot about the Warriors, does it not? I don't know, man. It that's does, that's something. It's listen. It's like basketball is very like it's it's the it's one of the most fast faster paced sports. So there's a lot yeah. of you know you're jumping, you're running. It's a lot of explosive movements. All right, it's not like baseball. Yeah, movement. all of these are lower our legs. Yeah. These are all leg injuries yeah, like, for like, him. Demarcus yeah. Cousins' lower body is just taking a beating, and these are you're right. These are not like. His career is over. It's over. I mean, 
and he's still a young guy. Believe it or not, the guy's he's 29. Only, yeah, he's only, he's only 29 years old. He's 29. If he was healthy, he'd probably be entering his prime. He's going to be a take-a-chance-on-him player for the rest of it. He's never going to get his big contract. Never. How crazy is that? It's a shame because he's one this of the... This is a guy that was 25 and 12 every night. He's yeah. one of the more elite big men in the NBA, and it's a shame, really. There was a time where he was the best one. Yeah. I mean, uh, wow, man. Just I un- actually feel bad for him. I really un- do. Yeah, just unfortunate. And he would have been a really nice piece for the Lakers this year. Absolutely. Really, really nice. What's next, Matt? It sucks. So, uh, I mean, this was kind of... This is kind of random, and it's it's interesting, but I want I do want to talk about. It. So, in a surprise move, it was announced this week that Jay Z and Rock Nation will be partnering with the NFL. Okay. So, the details of it will that Jay Z will now assist the league in a variety of entertainment deals, including helping to improve the Super Bowl halftime show, and additionally, Jay Z will bring a new social activism campaign to the league. Okay. So, what does this mean? That I think it's okay. Like what? Are the, what's their angle? Well, the NFL is doing this for image, right? They're partnering with Jay Z and Rock Nation to kind of appeal to the general public, right? See, where we support what you have to say as players. See, we're gonna try and start. I don't think this goes anywhere. I really don't. This is gonna be something that happens, but then gets forgotten about two weeks later. I'm serious. This is not going to be a big deal. I it really not. isn't. I, I And I know that a lot of people are saying, like, all of this is happening at the expense. Uh, Jamel Hill said this. And if you're going to ask, Jamel Hill is one of the most crazy people in sports media. She has got some screws loose in her head, man. Mm. Like, some of the stuff that she comes up with is just crazy. Some of the, you know, uh, observations that she makes are just, wow. But, I mean, it's happening at the expense of Colin Kaepernick? What? Like, people are actually upset that the NFL is willing to work with Jay-Z, but not willing to work with Colin Kaepernick. What do you want? You realize that Colin Kaepernick made the league look like, look stupid, right? He real like he literally made a joke out of the league. He cost the league fifty percent of its ratings. Why would they bring him back? That's statistically proven. During the whole Kaepernick kneeling situation, the NFL lost half of its audience. Half of it. That why would they bring him back? It makes it's- no sense to me. And to be honest, this is one of those things where I don't think it goes anywhere. I think this is one of those things where. It gets talked about for a day, and then we forget about it in a couple of weeks. Right. It's just one of those things that happens behind closed doors. So, I don't know. All right. That's the news. Yeah, but that's a thing, so. I don't know, man. So I don't know. where it goes. Big J journalist Matt Catarizzolo here on a Friday. Looks like our technology is working again, Evan. Hmm? Looks like our technology is working again. Yeah, I got it working, man. I mean, it actually, the stream actually didn't go off on me. It didn't, it didn't turn off, which is good. I thought for a second it did. It just, it's just stopping and going right now. So it was just stopping and going. But now it's working good. All right. Now it's working good. All right. We're working. So we're working. We got another hour to go, so let's not jinx it. Let's not jinx it. You're right. Let's not All jinx right. it. Coming up next, hour number three. It's 1 o'clock. Rookie quarterbacks take time to develop. 
don't panic with your team's guy. I'll tell you why. Next, Haystack, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents The, 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 the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. It's Friday, and it's hour number three. It's the Haystack, and it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Mazza, my producer. We lost our big J journalist, Matt Catarizzolo. I miss him. For the day. For the rest we lost of the him day. for the day. He shall, but he said, no, we got to do like uh, one of those old movie trailers, like James Bond or the, or the Avengers. Yeah. He shall return. Hey, honestly, it, I was probably going to kick him out anyway just because. All the whole sitcom TV show. Yeah, thing. that was ridiculous. Mm. Come on, Evan. Listen, I don't what's, ha- your, what's your five? What's your five? Oh, Before we get into anything, what's your five? I knew you were going to ask me that, but the truth of the matter is I watch a couple of sitcom shows, not a lot. Like, I'm not really a big sitcom guy, but, like, I'll watch a, I'll watch a, I'll watch a couple of them. So I really don't have a top five list. I mean, you got to watch the iconic ones, though, right? I mean, Friends I've seen, is iconic. I've seen episodes of Friends. I've, like, I haven't watched them all. I've seen episodes of, uh, some episodes of Friends, some episodes of Everybody Loves Randy. There are only so many opportunities where you can watch a woman on TV so consistently. Seinfeld. Watch a, watch a woman that beautiful, like Jennifer Aniston. There's only so many times where you can watch a woman that beautiful on television that consistent like, that consistently. But like I really don't have like, a, I really don't have like a top five. Like I can give you a top five. Well, this probably won't surprise you. I can give you a top, I could probably give you my top five cartoons. Maybe my top five animes. I don't even know my top really. listen the top best five cartoons. You know, top five you know animes, what the you know what the best cartoon is. Top five movies. You know what the best cartoon of all time is for you. You, you know what it is for anybody, Looney for Tunes. everybody. Looney Tunes. No, no. This one blows it out of the water. Top five. No, you, no the one. best cartoon ever. For you. Yeah, for me. Go for it. SpongeBob. Oh. I mean, really? Come on. I mean, okay. That is like, right. I'm uh, like, right. SpongeBob, I think, is the only cartoon that you could watch comfortably and still enjoy it at like no, 18. Sponge, SpongeBob is for, is for everyone. You could watch it for... You can watch it when you're five, and you can watch it when you're 25. SpongeBob is for everyone. I totally agree. But the quality of the show over, the last, sev- over the last several years, SpongeBob has gone, has, gone, has gone down a lot. I know that. The for- new SpongeBob's? Yes. The quality of the show has kind of gone down. Has, has kind of gone down a bit. Fine. They have. Fine. The prime, the prime Listen, of the for show. For 15 years, it was the best show on television. Listen, it's like, but it's like The Simpsons, right? It's like, it's a, it's like that for any, for any show, cartoon or sitcom. doesn't matter. Well, the more the, you try to more, extend it, the yeah. more you're reaching for content. Yeah. But Of course. Look at The Simpsons. The Simpsons have been going on for 30 like, years. It's like if Tom Brady plays 10 more years. Like if Tom Brady stinks when he's 48, that doesn't take away the fact that he was great well, when Tom, he was 42. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, but, like, I mean, since shows like The Simpsons and Spongebob, like, you have to end your show at the right time. Like, you have to know when it's over, when it's, when it's time for, for your series to end. You don't want to drag it and extend it, and that's unfortunately what's happened with something like The Simpsons. That I would argue The Simpsons is the greatest show ever, is the greatest cartoon ever. But it's hard for me to say that Spider now. Spider Pig. Spider Pig does whatever a Spider Pig does. does. I could, you could argue Simpsons is the greatest ever, but I can't say And I used to... Really, really love the show. Seasons one through seven or one through eight are fantastic, but I can't because the show has dragged on for so long and the quality has gotten so bad. It's hard for me to say Simpsons is now the best cartoon. It's now the longest ever. It's gonna be. It's the 
most longest. I think it's. I think it's currently the longest, or maybe it's going to approach the longest episodes ever for for any TV show. Mm-hmm. But I can't say it's the best anymore because it's dragged on for so long, and the content and the quality has gotten so bad. Right. It's hard. All right. All right. So let's get into this. We watch preseason football to watch young quarterbacks grow. Guys like me watch preseason football to see what teams have. Right? Let's we'll see what quarterbacks work. Which guys can make the throws? Which guys can make the decisions? They're unique. They're different. All these young quarterbacks are different. Emotionally, mentally, physically, everything. Everything. They're unique. They're fun. We love talking about them. Now, last night, we saw a bunch of different young quarterbacks play. Sam Darnold for the Jets. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. Dwayne Haskins for the Washington Redskins. We saw a bunch of different young quarterbacks play last night. Now, what I can tell you is that I think that Sam Darnold is unbelievable. I think the Jets have found their guy. I think it's very possible that the Jets have found the savior to their franchise. He is that good. At this young, he's phenomenal. Kyler Murray, last night, didn't look good at all. He was awful. He was awful. Three of eight, 12 yards, didn't look good whatsoever. He looked off balance, timid, confused, flustered. He didn't look good. Here's my point. All young quarterbacks will show signs of brilliance regardless of how deep they are in development. But that doesn't mean that you'll see it right away. Okay? You'll see guys like Robert Griffin III... He'll show signs of brilliance. Jared Goff will show signs of brilliance. But all of these kids are going to go through a stage of development. Sam Darnold, who we all love, we all think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league, went 4-9 and nine last year as a starter. He had a 57.5% completion percentage. That's not very good. He threw for 2,865 yards. Okay, 17 touchdowns and 15 picks. That's not a great ratio. But we saw something. We saw something. Okay, Lamar Jackson last year, who everybody says can't throw the football, showed signs of brilliance last year. He's shown great signs in this preseason. But he's early in his development. My point is, some guys take longer than others. See, Kyler Murray isn't bad. He's just new. He's the new guy at work. Okay, he's a little timid. He's a little shy. He doesn't want to talk over the whole room. He doesn't want to take over the entire world. But over time, as he gets more comfortable, he'll be running the whole company. You just got to season him a little bit. That's all you got to do. It's very simple. Some guys just take longer than others. I say it all the time, and we could have asked Connor Rogers while he was on. You draft traits. You don't draft polish and production. You draft things that you can coach. Arm talent, 
Strong accuracy, either one. Is he good with his legs? Football IQ, can he make good decisions? Does he throw balls into tight windows? Is he poised in the pocket? All of these different things. And all, a lot of young quarterbacks are going to have variations of these things. But you draft traits. You don't draft the production. And some guys have both. right? Kyler Murray had traits and production. Baker Mayfield had traits and production. Some of these guys do. Dwayne Haskins had traits and production. But usually you throw the production to the side and say, okay, what can we work with? What can I have my coaches dig into to develop this kid, turn him into an NFL quarterback? That's what you draft. Josh Allen was not crazy productive at Wyoming. Josh Rosen was not crazy productive at UCLA. Daniel Jones was not crazy productive at Duke. But they got drafted because these are kids that have traits that you like. They have qualities that you can build a young quarterback with. And we hear it all the time. This guy's pro-ready, and this guy is a project. Pro-ready and project. Those are like the two most common used scouting terms. And good scouts can determine which ones are those guys and which ones aren't. Sometimes you get it wrong. But even if you do get it wrong, it's something that you can work with. Don't give up on your guy if he isn't right away the guy that you hoped for. Okay, Sam Darnold's a great, great player. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And I know there's going to be added pressure, but Kyler Murray, a brand new quarterback. And I know that there's going to be the, oh, he's five foot ten. He doesn't have great, he doesn't have big hands. He's not a, he's not a, you know, pure thrower of the football. He's got to escape the pocket. He relies on his legs too much. All of this. Nonsense. Yeah, you're seeing traits. He's a young quarterback. He's going to have his ups and downs. The Arizona Cardinals are not going to go 8-8 eight and eight this year. They're going to go 5-11. and 11. They're going to go 6-10-ish. and 10 ish. They're going to be in the lower part of the league. You want to see improvement from their team from last year. But don't be surprised if they don't. Don't be surprised if Kyler Murray looks like crap his first year. If he does, big deal. Big deal. It's the development of a quarterback. Some guys take longer, sometimes take shorter. Jared Goff was awful in his first year. Awful. Sean McVay, he's got talent around him. He turns into a Super Bowl quarterback. And now he's about top 10 in the league. Some guys just take time, and that's all right. Don't give in and don't give up on your guy. If you like him, work with him. You know what you drafted. And fans need to realize that too. Fans need to realize if this guy needs some seasoning... 
I'm cool with it. It's a process. Your quarterback is not going to burst onto the scene most of the time. There are very rare occasions where you find Patrick Mahomes where his first year as a starter, which, by the way, he didn't play his entire first season. He played what I shouldn't say that. He played the last game of the season in his first year. He had a full year of development under, Patrick, under Alex Smith and Andy Reid. That helped him. And then he lit the NFL on fire. 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Very rarely does that happen. Be patient with your quarterback. Okay, Baker Mayfield jumped onto the scene right away. Okay, but who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield in his rookie year is as good as he's going to get. Be patient with your progression. It's very easy to get caught up in the now. Look at the future if you have a young quarterback. All right, uh, coming up next... I came up with a game, and I think it's going to be fun. Um, so the game itself is a lot less aggressive than what the name implies, Evan. So we're going to come up with it after the break. It's called the Friday Athlete Deathmatch. <laughs> and it sounds very, very aggressive, but I'll explain what the game is right after this. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back. It's a Friday. It's the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Guido. He's Evan Massa, my producer. Good to have you in. Uh, so, I'm talking a lot about young quarterbacks. And I think it takes a lot of time for these guys to develop. Just give it a little bit of time, okay? Whether you're talking about Jared Goff, you're talking about Dak, you're talking about Darnold or Kyler Murray or any of, the other, uh, any of these other guys, they're all different. You've got to give them all time, and they'll eventually come around on their development. So just give them a little bit of time. Don't give up on the kids. Jeez. Man, I, I hear that all the time, man. I mean, they so throw like one pick and it's like, oh, here we go. Well, it's just, it's a just, break. I mean, it's just the it's just the reactions we have as you know, as anybody, fans, media, whatever, you know, all all combined together watching these games because we all want to. I mean, all right, Daniel Jones, right? Mm-hmm. We watched Daniel Jones one preseason. My dad was tell was telling me this on the phone the other day after the day after the game, the Jets Giants game. He goes, "Man, this Daniel Jones, I, like, everyone's talking like he's a Hall of Famer now. He had one series, one series." I'm like, "That's just the NFL. That's just the reaction that we see something we want to jump on it, right?" Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold for the first four weeks, of the the first pass he ever threw. Forget the first four or five weeks. First That's pass happened he ever three threw. times in NFL history. First, you know who, first pass. You know who? You know who the other two? Sam Darnold's the Sam third Darnold. guy in NFL history to okay. throw an interception on his first career Ooh, pass. You know who the, the other two guys are? Oh, this is gonna be a good one. One of them's a Hall of Famer. One of them's not. Okay. It's not Brett Favre. Yes, it is. Oh, it is Brett Favre. One of them is Brett Favre. Mm. Oh. The first one to do it was Brett Favre. Uh, and you know the funny thing is, Brett Favre was the first one that came to my mind. Now, this one's Number not two, a Hall of Famer. This is not a Hall of Famer. Tell me. Jameis Winston. Oh, Winston. I forgot about Jameis that. Jameis right. Winston did it. So, very interesting stuff. And, and like I said, I think Darnold is the real deal. I think Kyler Murray's going to be good in this league. But they're not going to be hitting stride at the same time. Okay, Darnold, who we really, really love, 
is a guy that's going to take a little bit of time. He's going to take some time. All right. And then there are some quarterbacks who sometimes peak too early. Sometimes they peak really. They play right. really well, and then they kind of fade off. So, I mean, it, you just you, – like you, it, for a rookie quarterback, it's about three four years. You right. Got, you got about three – I would say three years. And if he's – if it's – if it's if there's you don't see anything in three years, right. okay, there you go. But if you do see something in three years, okay, you got something. It takes mm-hmm. three years. Dak, okay, Dak Prescott, we've seen three years. Okay, he may not be great. He may not be, a, you know, he's a, the fifteenth or so best quarterback in the league. But he's a solid quarterback who's big in big moments and who can and who and who's a good leader to have in, a, in the locker room. And, and I think plays, Dak's going to get plays, better. And he plays one well big games, and you hope he gets better. But after three years. We do know what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, and it's pretty It's pretty good. It's not great. It's not Hall of Fame. He's not, not blowing the doors no, off yeah, anybody, but it doesn't have to be. He doesn't, exactly. He doesn't have to be. But he's doing well enough. He's perfect for that Dallas Cowboy team. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. He's perfect for that Cowboy team after three years. All right. So let's go to the news. Our interim Big J journalist, my producer, Evan Mazza, because we do not have Matt Catarizzolo here. He actually had a very good reason why he had to skip out a little bit early. Yes. Uh, right. Somebody entering the Air Force. His brother. He's got a, his brother. Yeah. He's uh. He's got to get that uh. Situated. But uh, that's a very good reason. That's about as good of a reason as you can get. Am I right? No, it's all. It, it's great. That's, and, that's and pretty we, good. We, we, and we, you know, we wish his brother. And we, we all wish his brother. You yeah. know, we thank him for serving. We thank him for 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 doing for you know for joining the Air Force. And oh the, sure. And uh, serving and. Nothing but the best for, for him, for him, Matt's brother, Matt and his family. So, All right, so Evan Mazza on a Friday. Uh, so we're talking about Kyler Murray. We've been talking a lot about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense all, year, uh, all day today. That's been, our, that's been our primary topic after last night's, after last night's game. Rex Ryan had some things to say. Yes, Rex Ryan, the master of the offense, the master of all things Ooh. offense, has some things to say about the Cardinals offense uh, after last night. And Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Sexy Rexy. So, Rex Ryan, master of offense, what do you got to say? Greeny, basketball on grass. It's so boring watching all this, this stuff right there. I mean, come on, college football. I, I hope it gets smoked also. I, I really do uh, because – I, I think it's so boring, you know, and boring. I, it is. It, I, it, it is boring. It's the and you got one protection. Get the ball out quick. Do all, do all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Look, I, I mean, we're gonna see. Hey, uh, Kingsbury says, wait till week one. Oh, I can't wait to see week one. Why? What will week one look like? That'll be different from last night. Nothing. They're gonna get. They're gonna get whipped week That's one. That's the problem. Look, this guy. Everybody talks about this great offense and all that. Yeah, if you like, if it's fantasy football and you want points and 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 you know, hey, yardage. That's great. How about wins? All right, Kingsbury. Let's face it. Had the best player in our league. He was thirteen and sixteen with Pat Mahomes at quarterback in college. How about you worry about wins? Yeah, and, so, you know. So that that's what I'm seeing. Go back to the one protection. So that's Rex Ryan on e, on ESPN Get Up. This morning today, I don't. I don't know, man. Like I, I gotta disagree with Rex. I really do. Give the kid a break and give the coach a break. If the system, like, if the system doesn't work week one and they get whipped, so what? First of all, their offensive line's terrible. Second of all, you get a rookie quarterback. You have a first-year head coach. And I thought the thing he said about Patrick Mahomes was ridiculous. 
Ask anybody and their mother. Patrick Mahomes was not the same player at Texas Tech than he is with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. He's not. I remember last year people were concerned. The, the big concern about Pat Mahomes last year before the season began was training camp. He was throwing too many interceptions. That was a big topic of training I, camp too last year. The guy was not the same player. Patrick Mahomes was not the same player at Texas Tech. Look, Cliff and Kyler have known each other forever. I, this, I'm serious. This is a relationship that I have confidence in. I, I think it's, I, I don't know. It, Rex is reaching. Reaching. Well, we'll say this about this. What he says, he says week one, they're going to get smoked. They played the Detroit Lions in Arizona at home week one. That's a That's winnable, winnable game. That's winnable That's for the Cardinals. That's a winnable game. <laughs> now they go to it Baltimore. ain't like the Lions are any good. No. That's winnable for the Cardinals. Actually, actually, it's August, but I'm gonna pick the car. I'm gonna pick the Cardinals to win that game. I think Cardinals I am too. Lions. Now they probably won't beat the Ravens the following week, but week one, Cardinals home at the Lions. Give me the Cardinals in that game. Man. I might take the Cardinals too. Uh, All right. He says, "Hey, we're not gonna see anything. We're not gonna see anything new." Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So this, uh, I, th- I don't think. I think. Uh, I bet if I asked Rex Ryan right now. Excuse me. I bet if I asked Rex Ryan right now if he would have kept... I bet he was on the keep Josh Rosen train. I bet he was. That's a bad take. That's a bad take. That I don't know. That I don't know. How about wins? Well, the guy's been in the NFL for negative two games. I'm serious. He's been in two preseason games. Give the guy a, a little bit of slack here. That's aggressive. All right, what's next? Long season, long season. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's – yeah. And like I said, Rex Ryan – Rex Ryan described – you know, talked – you know, criticizing offense. Rex, of all people. All right. So you tweeted about this yesterday. Uh, Antonio Brown, a celebrity chef Stefano Tedeschi, sued Antonio Brown for nearly $40,000 over an unpaid bill. It was a $40,000 bill. January, back January of last year, the lawsuit, which was obtained by ESPN.com, this is from CBSSports.com, I'm reading this off of. Uh, the lawsuit was obtained by ESPN.com. Antonio Brown is being sued by Tedeschi over some work the chef did during the week of the Pro Bowl last year in 2018. During the week of the game, Brown rented out a mansion in the Orlando area and hired Tedeschi to cook for everyone who's staying there. The chef was in charge of cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day between January 26th and January 28th. According to ClickOrlando.com, Tedeschi and his crew cooked more than 100 meals over a two-day period before Brown unceremoniously decided to fire him halfway through his three-day job. On the second day of the job, Tedeschi was asked to leave, and here's the crazy part. According to the lawsuit, Tedeschi wasn't allowed to retrieve his equipment or allowed to look at Brown as he left the house. Tedeschi is seeking a total of $38 million, which would recoup him for the following expenses. The expenses $38 million? He's seeking a total of $38 million, yes. Oh, 38000 38, I'm sorry. $38,000, yeah. I'm sorry. 38000 which would recoup him for the following expenses that Brown allegedly knew he was supposed to pay. Now, here, here, are, the, here they are. $5,000 for celebrity chef fee, $500 for assistant chef fee, $500 for daily service manager fee, $250 for daily guest services assistant fee, uh, $50 per person for breakfast, uh, $665 per person fee for lunch, and $112 uh, per person fee for dinner. Wow. So, so that, I guess, equates to $40,000. 
Yeah, or clo- thirty-eight thousand dollars. Thirty-eight thousand five hundred twenty. So r- roughly, okay. So roughly forty grand. Yes. Like okay, so there's two things. One, guy, the guy wasn't allowed to look at Antonio Brown. Seriously, how ridiculous can Antonio Brown get? He amazes me every time. He amazes me every time. He is literally the most dysfunctional player maybe in NFL history. He's the biggest diva I've ever heard of in sports. I mean, that's ridiculous, Evan. Is that not? That's crazy. He's certainly the, he's certainly the loudest You can't player look at me. Uh, you, okay, so you can't retrieve your equipment and you can't look at me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's, uh, uh, wow. I'm curious to see what his response will be. I mean, the lawsuit's been out since last year, so I, I mean. And the second thing is, let me let me tell you this. I've had really expensive meals before, okay? Okay, the most expensive meal I ever had, my ex-girlfriend took me to, a, uh, took me to, to, to Danford's in Port Jeff, right? right. So the one right by the, by the water, right by the ferry that takes you to Bridgeport. Yeah. So she took me there. That's the most expensive dinner, at least, that I've ever, I guess, that my parents have not paid for, right? I'm still a young guy, so I haven't had that many expensive meals in my life. Uh-huh. But the one expensive meal that I did have that I know that I had was at Danford's. And I don't mean to bash the restaurant or anything like that. I really don't. But I'm a guy that believes that you don't need expensive food for your, you know, for your dinner to be good so it's primarily a seafood place i hate seafood so i got myself a filet mignon and a baked potato i hate seafood um i got myself a filet mignon and a baked potato and it comes out but actually one of my best friends from when i went to high school works there as a chef so he comes out and brings it to me um and this plate was probably at least 50 bucks at least for the plate for my dinner it was 50 bucks it was the worst steak and worst baked potato I've ever had in my life. It totally was not worth the money. Okay. It was so dry, bland, tasteless. I covered the whole thing in steak sauce, and it didn't make it any better. Literally, the steak sauce was bland. Did you ask for it? Did you ask for to recook it? Or no, 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 because it's not like it was undercooked or overcooked. It was just bad. bad. Okay. It was. Ba- it wasn't tender. It was literally. A cooked piece of shoe. That, that's what it tasted like. And the baked potato, uh, there was like no salt, no nothing. It was literally a potato that they crisscross sliced. That was it. So it was just a big bland bleh. It was a big bland potato and a big bland piece of meat. It was terrible. Literally awful. Seriously, it was terrible. I don't know. What's the most expensive meal you've ever had and was it worth it? I have no idea. See, that I can't tell. Uh, that I can't tell. I have no idea. No. I have no idea. The most expensive meal I ever had. All right. That, that, I, can't, that I can't tell because I have no idea. All right. That's the news. Well, I got one more. Okay. You. All right. Go ahead. Just Shoot a small one. All right. Aaron, that's fine. So we talked about it on Wednesday. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I don't know. I've had a, I've had a lot of expensive meals. I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you which one. I have no idea. I've had, not a lot. but Yeah, not a lot, but a couple of them. I, I don't even know. I don't even remember. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers on two on Wednesday, we talked about 
the fact that he was going to play yesterday's Packer Raven game uh, for a quarter or so. That was that was what Matt Lafleur said. Well, yesterday before game time, a couple of hours before the game, Aaron Rodgers was take was inactive. He was taken out of the game due to back stiffness as a precautionary. So, what do you think? Was it back stiffness, or do you think they said, you know what, Aaron? <laughs> Definitely was not back. I almost what brought that up as a topic today. It's not back stiffness. They said they because of precautionary. He's, uh, it's not, no. Come on. Aaron said, Matt, I'm not playing. And Matt's like, all right, Aaron, fine. We'll start Deshaun Kaiser. That's what happened. It was a back stiffness. My lord. Aaron's such a drama queen. I'm not going to play. I'm Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I just thought it was interesting. Great. Although it was interesting. Two days days ago it was, yes, he's going to play a quarter or so. Then all of a sudden, a few hours before game time, well, he's doing a little back stiffness. It's like, okay. 45 minutes before snap. Before kickoff. I mean, that's ridiculous. It was like, all right. He's such a problem. Really is. All right, that's the news. You know the funny thing is, Deshaun, I mean, this is not, I'm not even, this is not a Aaron Rodgers. Kaiser's thing. a Notre Dame guy. Not, this is not an Aaron Rodgers thing at all, but I watched Deshaun Kaiser t- yesterday. I was watching him. I was like, all right, let's see how Deshaun Kaiser does. He you know? stinks. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was that bad last night. No? He made some pretty decent throws against the Ravens. Middle of the field. I mean, that was actually what concerns, that's actually what concerns me about the Ravens a lot is the middle of the field and their pass rush, but I thought Deshaun guys didn't do too bad. Not, I'm not saying he was great, but I think he did too bad. I thought he was fine overall. But okay. yeah, it was. I was looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers yesterday. I, I was. I wanted to see Aaron. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers in that offense. I wanted to see how the Ravens defense, this young defense that is trying to replace some veterans and yeah. is trying to answer a lot of questions, how they would do against a Packer offense led by Aaron Rodgers. Right. Rodgers in control of this offense, calling the plays. I really want. I thought this would be a good test for both the Packers and Rodgers and the Ravens. We didn't get a chance to see that, so. All right, so that's the news with our interim Big J journalist, Evan Mazza. Um, okay, so trying to play a new weekly game, and it's called the Friday Athlete Deathmatch. So basically, and, and the, the game is actually a lot less aggressive than the music or the name of it. <laughs> But it's basically, Evan's going to give me two athletes, and I have to tell you this which is, one I would take I, I could do in any, an athlete deathmatch. I could do any, current or former, right? Yeah, current or former. Who would I take in an athlete deathmatch? Oh, wait, can I do current and former, like a current yeah. player and a former? Okay. Sure. All right. All right. So here we go. You ready? Go ahead. Ken Griffey Jr. or Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Oh, Vladdy. Oh, <laughs> Vladdy would kick Ken Griffey. What does Vladdy have, like 50 pounds? Ken Griffey Jr. was as thin as a rail. Vladdy Jr. looks like his father, and he's 20. I'm telling you, man. Vladdy Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is the better player. But Vladdy Jr., telling you, he would snap Ken Griffey Jr. like a twig. Mike Trout or Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge. Are you kidding me? Aaron Judge would beat Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot? If he existed, Aaron Judge or if Bigfoot? Aaron Judge. Aaron Ju- if Bigfoot the guy's existed. He's 6 foot 7, 282 pounds. The guy, uh, Mike Trout's a big guy. He's twice the size of Mike Trout. 
trying to think of some other. I would say, like, Mike Trout, uh, I think Mike Trout could be the greatest baseball player we've ever seen, but Aaron Judge would kick his little New Jersey ass. Mm, trying to think of a couple. Oh, okay, let's go to basketball. Zion Williamson or Zion Williamson Wait, play, play, the, play the celebrity deathmatch music again because that's that fits so perfectly. I don't care if you're going to play it over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, it fits so good. That's the thing. I don't want to play. I don't want to like it. It fits so I perfectly. I want to go back and forth. Okay. 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 J.J. Watt or Aaron Donald? Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Hang on. Let me... Hang on. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to look at the tail of the tape. I got to look at the tail of the tape. I got to look at... Um, I got to look at their, like, measurables. Next, next topic, I'll do basketball. I'll look. Hang on. We're getting there. All right, so Aaron Donald is 6'1", 280. J.J. Watt is 6'5", 288. I might have to take J.J. Watt. Aaron Donald will wreck your life, but J.J. Watt is a manimal. This guy is huge, but he's also incredibly nice, so I have a feeling that he wouldn't want to kill somebody. I hear Aaron Donald's a nice guy, too. No, he's but a great guy. I don't know. I probably gotta go. I probably gotta go. Watt. I gotta go. Watt. All even right. though you know what, he's a little bit more fragile. JJ Watt, even though he's bigger. I'm so, You know what? I'm gonna go JJ. I'm gonna go JJ Watt. All right. You know what? All right. Next. All right. I promise. Next one we'll do NBA. This one we're gonna stick with the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. versus Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. Really? Give me Jalen Ramsey. Because Jalen Ramsey is going to go talk to Odell's girlfriend before it, and Odell's going to be all distracted. Jalen Ramsey's got the upper edge. Give me Jalen. All right, going back to the NBA. We'll, we'll go to the NBA. Bill Lampier oh. versus Zion Williamson. <laughs> uh, look, you know how much I love Zion, and Zion is maybe the He's going to be the best athlete in the NBA as soon as he walks into it. But Bill Lambeer was just a, a beast. And he was not afraid to punch you in the mouth. Uh, Bill Lambeer was big and mean and nasty. And Bill Lambeer, I got to go with Bill Lambeer. All right. Let's do current NBA players. Let's do it. The debate. We debate whether we debate whether these two players are the best in the NBA right now. So LeBron James versus Kevin Durant. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron would snap Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's like seven feet tall, but he weighs like 120 pounds. Seriously, he's like your weight. But imagine you, but a foot and a half taller. That's Kevin Durant. Durant LeBron is, James. LeBron James is a pass rusher. He's six foot eight, 275 pounds. No, he's yeah, he's two. He's what? 250, 260? I mean, there was that whole thing of him KD? possibly playing in the NFL. No, LeBron. LeBron's 270. 250. 250. I got he's here 250. He's not 250. I got he's, here 250. He's like 270. He's huge. Give me LeBron. LeBron's just I got bigger. I keep, I keep bringing up 250. Kevin Durant, 240. Give me LeBron. I'll take LeBron. All right. Uh, all, right base, all right. We'll go baseball. Mm, I think. 
Okay. You know what? We're gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go to football. Let's go to football. Aaron Rodgers versus. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Devontae Adams. Teammate versus teammate. Ooh. So hang on. Let me bring up Aaron. And then let me bring up Devontae Adams. Quarterback and number one, number one quarterback, number one receiver. So Devontae Adams is 6'1", 215. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, 6'2", 225. Give me Devontae Adams. Devontae? Give me Devontae. He's quicker. And I feel like Aaron's too much of like a don't, I, I, I don't want to break a nail. Like, I feel like he's kind of afraid to throw a punch. The guy can't chuck a beer. I mean, neither can I, but I'm not, I'm not in this game. They were showing that the other day on ES, I think it was ESPN. No, it was NFL Network. It was one of them. I forget. I mean, did you see? Okay. So when David Bakhtiari and Christian Yelich were chug, chugging games, at, right. uh, chugging beers at a Bucks game, right. right, they were going full on, like, pitcher pour, just opening the palate and just letting it pour down. And that's what they did. Aaron Rodgers was like, I'm going to lift up my pinky because I'm fancy. And I'm going to sip slowly. And then he's like, no, I can't do it. And he got like halfway through. Devontae Adams, baby. And I don't know if Devontae Adams can chug a beer either, but I know that Aaron Rodgers can't. And I, that's... I got a good one. I got a good one. All right, give me two more. We got pass rushers. Von, the two of the best in the game, in my opinion. Von Miller versus Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Go on Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is a beast. He is a monster, this guy. I think, he, uh, look, if it weren't for Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack would be the best player in football. I'm serious. Khalil Mack is scary. Scary. And if you see what he does to tackles, it, he makes them look like children. Give me Khalil Mack. All right, last one. Last one. Make it a good one, Evan. Oh, pressure's on me now. See, why do I feel like... I wish Matt and Vinny were here. They would love this game. Pressure's on me now. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Going NBA. Jimmy Butler versus... Hmm. Jimmy Butler versus... Russell Westbrook. Uh, ooh. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Jimmy Jimmy Butler's a little bigger, but Russell Westbrook is a lot more fiery. I feel like he's quicker. He wouldn't give up as easy. Give me Russ. I'll, I'll take Russell Westbrook. What do you think? You agree? Go on, Russ. All right. I'd go Russ. Russ is... Darn it. Russ is... Russ is what? Two... Six three two two hundred pounds. I don't know. Plus Russ is shredded. Shredded. I guess I'll go with Russ then. I guess I'll go with Russ. Alright. So that's the uh Friday. Alright, wait, wait, wait. I got one more. I got one more. Alright, alright, alright. Tom all right. Brady versus Drew Brees. Brady. Go on Brady. Brady. 
Look, I, I, I'll even say this right now. I think Drew Brees is the better quarterback. But Tom Brady has aged like fine wine. The guy moves like a 30-year-old. Like, I feel like I have to. I feel like I'm, I can trust Tom Brady to stick with it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Drew Brees is getting a little older, a little bit more fragile, a little bit slower. Tom Brady looks like he's been... Tom Brady looks like he's 30. Give me Tom Brady. Like, it just popped into Brady. my head. It just popped into my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Let's do Brady versus Brees. Why not? <laughs> just popped into my head. Yeah, I'll take Brady. That's your celebrity. That's your athlete death match. Friday athlete death match. I have a feeling that's going to become one of our one of our more popular segments. It's going to stick. We'll do that every single Friday before the weekend. Plenty of preseason football to come up this weekend. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Are you looking forward to the Cowboy game? Uh... I am. I am actually. Evan Mazza, my producer. I'm Mike Guido. This is the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Have a great weekend. We'll see you. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.